Hi, and welcome to the Mountain Collective Podcast. Ralu, thank you for uh, joining um, the episode. I'm um, super delightful to uh, to have you in this episode. Um, since I know you from another friend, Stefano, who uh, who is the co-founder of uh, yeah, <laughs> co-founder of uh, Viking. Uh, there is a different episode if the listeners want to know a little bit more about that. However, I'm very focused on uh, Ralu. He's um, he's a product manager at uh, at uh, Adidas. And uh, welcome to the show, uh, Ralu. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited to to be here. Yes, um, uh, we've been talking a little bit more before, a little bit before uh, the the episode started, and uh, I've been, you know, trying to figure out what actually, you know, your actual job is, <laughs> in terms of, you know, the daily the daily uh, things that you uh, you are passionate about and you are actually doing. However, I would love to, you know, go back a little bit in in time and you know take a journey back to um, to your childhood and how do you. How do you actually grow up as a child, and on and you know the whole a um, uh, little bit of your past? Cool. So I'm uh, we're going deep, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, um, what would best describe my childhood? Maybe it would be video games and nice. Romania. Um, basically, I've been um, yeah, my, my, I grew up in uh, in Romania, in Bucharest, the capital city of, of Romania. Um, I'm a 90s kid, uh, believe it or not, and um, uh, yeah, um, my childhood was marked basically by uh, PlayStation One and beyond. Uh, nice. If if I were to to put a single, uh, you know, pivotal thing yeah. in it. What kind of what kind of games did you play? Oh, I played anything I could get my hands on, basically, which obviously then uh, affected, uh, you know, schoolwork and all of my any other sort of uh, of activities I might have uh, needed to do. But yeah. um, I was playing anything from, you know, like um, RPGs, uh, you know, or you know, Metal Gear Solid, which oh, yeah. was like a, a super. Uh, it was super popular and then really groundbreaking at the time uh, mm-hmm. when when it was launched, um, and then yeah that continued and I, I still do it right now. Like I, the majority of my money I throw into uh, <laughs> into gaming, into making new PCs, uh, and then into consoles. Even though I don't really enjoy playing that much anymore, it's uh, it's 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 sort of funny if you think about it. You know, like uh, when you're when you're a child, so depending on your your economical situation, of course, normally let's say you wouldn't have, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to buy the newest console, you know, every mm-hmm. at launch. You know, now you're older, you have an income, obviously, you can't afford it, um, but you don't want to play anymore. So it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it. It makes sense, though. It kind of makes sense. So, so did you um, besides uh, playing at home? Did you like outside of home? How did you? What kind of studies did you do after after um, after that? Yeah, so um, basically, I've been um, my university background is, is in, in economics. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. studying business administration, basically, um, and the, the normal sort of standard career path from there on is going into a consultancy firm, for instance, like going into. Um, 
uh, a KPMG, a Pricewaterhouse, uh, Burson Young, and so on. Those would have been sort of the dream jobs there. But um, let's say down the road, I, I kind of realized that I sort of hate the concept of accounting in a way. You know, <laughs> as, as as exciting as that might seem. You know, no no offense to any accountants, but uh, you know, it, it just end of the day realized it isn't really for me mm-hmm. um and actually back in um, in in high school i think the only thing i was really effort more effortlessly good at in terms of a subject was um it so um um uh, programming um first learning to code in like visual c um and doing more algorithm problems um which for some reason I didn't necessarily see as a career path at that point in time, simply because I think the the main uh, subjects were always around algorithm problems, which are boring, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, inverting matrices and uh, stuff <laughs> like that, you wouldn't, you don't see the point of doing them in real life, right? Mm-hmm. So then you don't see the applicability of that in, in, in an actual job. Mm-hmm. But then during university, I remember that I actually, you know, sort of, and still have and still still had that inclination um, and started moving towards tech more. Um, with, not necessarily with studies, I'd never formally studied uh, then afterwards any sort of, of uh, uh, you know, any computer science degree or, or, or anything like that. But um, I started self-learning afterwards. Yeah, that's super interesting. So so from, from accountancy to programming, so how did you like coming back to programming because I did some of that as well and I understand what you're saying you know you are looking to this you know like few two like grayscale <laughs> text that yeah. you know makes sense for something but you don't know exactly what it is but um, uh, I did also some C Python you know those kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. those kind of programming but um, I kind of enjoyed it sometimes if if eventually you know something happens right like if you make a game out of it or 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 uh, a website or anything that you know is tangible which um, is quite interesting so how, how did you did you travel in your um, in, in your life did you had like because um, um, now you are in Berlin right I mean no I'm, I'm in Nuremberg actually I'm actually moving to Berlin very soon so okay that's um, yeah good good segue I guess but yeah <laughs> um, traveling um, I, I've I've only been more um, fortunate to travel I think recently um, once I started working in more international companies um, so after I moved out of Romania basically moved to Germany uh, I started working with um, uh, Rakuten which is the Amazon of Japan um, and which which had a development center here so I was kind of fortunate that to be able to then you know um, go to Japan, which previously would have never occurred, or I could have never afforded, you know, back in in, in Romania with a Romanian salary. Um, and that only gradually grew with, uh, you know, with Adidas as well, where I've been in many parts of the world. So I've been extremely lucky to to have that uh, that chance. Um, yeah. I've, yeah, I've been quite... in, in, in a lot of, of, of places, um, I think, uh, you know, ranging from US to uh, Central America, to uh, Russia, Japan, China, whatever. Um, so I have had a chance to, to go in quite a few countries. 
more than I ever imagined I would ever be able to. So that's nice. Nice. That's really nice, man. Like to combine your daily, you know, fascination together with traveling. I think it's a, it's a really, you know, it's a really um, great combina- combination of you know these these two worlds. How much of an influence does that, you know, traveling uh, has on your personal life, but also your work mm-hmm. life? Oh, I think it's uh, well, it's very hard to quantify it in, in something specifically, but I do feel like um, you know your your perspective widens quite a lot, um, and it's not only about traveling specifically, like going from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what mostly broadens your horizons is then having different perspectives from different types of cultures and people. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've also been lucky to, you know, be able to interact with quite a, a, a variety of, uh, of of nationalities, let's say. Um, and uh, yeah, I think in the end of the day, it does influence how I see the world and how, what solutions I come up with, what I think is important then. Um, and um, it also helps me generalize less maybe you know when when you think of uh, you know maybe a specific user need or a specific uh, pain point or mm-hmm. just generally when looking at the news and understand trying to to frame that through your sort of personal filter um, it does you know help you try to not jump to conclusions and, and, and try to understand that there's you know a lot of variety in the in the world from that point of view very interesting. Maybe that's the biggest thing I can think of. So you are placing yourself in their Adidas shoes. <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully placing them in Adidas shoes. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a glorified shoe salesman, to be honest, in, in, in this situation. So a uh, shoe salesman with more steps, uh, if yeah. you will. All right, man. That's that's quite cool. I mean, maybe you can talk a little bit about that, about um, but why am I actually talking to you today is for that incredible uh, application that you guys delivered uh, the AR app for for uh, for trying on the the Adidas shoes that you have can we um, can we talk a little bit about that and how like the, sure. the reasons yeah the reasons uh, the reason behind it and, and the why's uh, mostly yeah so um, basically whenever we do anything um, in, in uh, when we decide any sort of feature or when we try to find different solutions, we, we start from a specific user problem, a specific user pain point, which we're trying to solve. Um, and um, probably one of the biggest things you'll see in fashion, not only in Adidas, but in every, I think, uh, you know, a fashion-related retailer is uh, the problem of uh, false expectations when it comes to how things look like, how products uh, then actually look and feel in the real world. Uh, and that's one big dimension of it. So, you know, how many times have you ordered a pair of shoes or, you know, maybe a, even a shirt which looked in one way in a, in a nice photo with a, a very specific lighting conditions and a very good looking model maybe versus how it actually looked like when you got it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that, that's one issue, which... Um, it's not, you know, saying that imagery is is is, um, uh, is the wrong medium to convey, you know, the, the look of, of things, but it's mm-hmm. not necessarily enough. Um, so the big pain point there is 
obviously not getting what or not fully understanding what you're getting until you actually get it and then obviously having a bad experience and returning it um the second very big issue um which is something we're still working on um uh, it's, it's, we haven't solved yet uh, but this what we did already as a first step towards that is the problem of sizing then sizing is the uh, other problem which is much more complicated to solve um and arguably also bigger um by sizing i mean um you know simply being able to go into uh, uh, you know an adidas store ask for a i don't know 44 size shoe um because you know that in uh, with your normal zara shoes you know you also have 44 um and then figuring out that those sizes don't actually match between you know what uh, uh, what those two are that's that's one problem and the other one is simply um the fact that you know all shoes are sort of different they're all um they they're either more elastic or less so and their uh, shape is is not not always best for all types of you know of of of, of feet basically mm-hmm. um so um that's another big reason for you know uh, returning uh, returning products um you just can't uh, yeah you can be 100% sure that those things uh, things fit so yeah so yeah. Me- meeting the client expectations and uh, the the differences in 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 the sh- in shoes in general exactly yeah so trying to solve those things and then maybe additionally also um helping people choose you know um by because on the one hand still the majority of of um of fashion related commerce um uh, still seems to happen in retail right mm-hmm. it's a very um it's a very personal and physical thing which needs to happen you know uh, when you go in and try things out and not all body shapes are the same not everyone is you know uh, not not every apparel item fits in the same way for example or even with uh, with with shoes and um, people would normally then go out there to see how things actually look on them um, rather than buying online mm-hmm. with AR though you're kind of uh, you're you're getting the closest thing to real life as you possibly can um when it comes to um yeah previewing how items would would look on you mm-hmm. yeah yeah they make so with retail you mean you mean like the physical brick and mortar the physical brick and mortar shops exactly yeah yeah so how do you see that um you know that physical and non-physical you know gap between retail and and AR like does it actually like fill that gap because uh, you said um you come quite close like closer to to their to the needs yeah. and, and expectations and how how big is that gap actually between the brick and mortar and um an AR in this case or any non-physical application of course it's 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 still very very big obviously if someone wants to try something on they would much rather go you know to a retail store than just try it in AR uh that's going to still give you the best sort of information and an important thing we we've only started you know down this this journey um mm-hmm. and ar is still is at is at its infancy from this point of view um while the applicability of ar is now much broader and the the uh, effort to getting ar live you know by 
companies which you would never think as tech companies like Adidas, for instance, um, it's it's much easier to do so uh, due to you know our friends at, at Apple and Google who've uh, who've been basically de- democratizing the access to to uh, to AR mm-hmm. um, and have made things much more accessible and easy to do. But even so, it's still uh, um, it it still doesn't fully cover. Uh, the 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 need and uh, there's a lot of room for for the growth. So, um, like as I was saying before, the sizing bit is mm-hmm. an important piece of it. Um, there are there's an obvious way in which you can solve it then because you have the 3D model information, mm-hmm. you have the, the 3D model of that particular item, that shoe or that. Uh, we're also working on apparel uh, as well. Um, so excuse me. You don't know is, the dimensions. What did yeah. you? Uh, what is that? A paddle, or what, is, what do you? Yeah. Mean? What, do you, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, clothing, basically. Okay. It's, okay. Uh, it's that's probably the US word for it. Sorry, <laughs> if, uh, if it's confusing. Okay. So ha- yeah, so so, um, so so you're talking yeah. about okay AR, AR for clothing as well. Yes, that's uh, that's something we're also we're also looking at. Um, okay. That's quite interesting because so because you are really focusing on the functionality, which is sizing, and um, and that because let's say the colors uh, you can always you know explain that visually, um, and but sizing is something that is as you say it's quite difficult to to get a grasp of since it's not physical yet and the only. You know the only ways that you because I think what you said before I'm getting a little bit back to to what you said before with the lighting conditions in the in the very beginning you said the problem of, of you know false expectations and you said the lighting conditions and I think that's that's a very interesting point when you have a lighting studio or, or a studio lighting or a uh, outdoor lighting yeah. and uh, once you get it you actually get it at home so these two images could be very different from each other right They, they they could be yes I mean it highly depends on on your your ambient and that's not mm-hmm. that's not and, and not only that it also depends on your screen and mm-hmm. how you yeah. configured <laughs> your color profiles right yeah it, it even boils down to that so yeah uh, yeah that's very interesting man I, lo- I love that I love that how accurate um, you want to you know give the best for the customers and to, to make them as happy as possible i really like that i think also um as you said as you mentioned about you know our friends in in apple they are doing also their best so to give us the best resolutions for the for the phone and also the uh, the iphone coming with this very interesting features such as uh, lidar which uh, which at mm-hmm. some point you can even interact with your environment which is quite interesting to see like maybe you know those lighting conditions you can replicate on the shoes and um, you know get the exact format or the lighting on and the sizing as well um, yeah yeah no the, the the lighting actually is already there so that's another mm-hmm. cool feature which is already built in by in, in the base sort of um, Software development kit, you know, offered by by Apple and Google. So um, they even take the, the lighting from your camera. Um, they they get the approximate lighting conditions and then can um, sort of estimate that same lighting on the AR model. So wow. if you have a shadow, then the AR model also has a shadow. 
Um, so it's um, you know you, you won't have an extremely bright AR model regardless of the ambient uh, light conditions. So that's very cool. Um, mm-hmm. And again, that's something we don't have to we don't have to do any work on because that's already available for anyone to use uh, who wants to hop on the AR bandwagon, basically. Yeah, that's really interesting, man. Because I think I, I didn't notice, to to be frankly honest with you, that the lighting is is all, also gathered from the from the information. That I mean, it makes total sense, right? Like since you have the camera and you can yeah. already reproject exactly. those lightings. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, why would you not do that? That's really interesting. So, so what are your um, how was how was last year? Like how was last year for 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 you for you know the, with the pandemic and stuff? Was this like a sort of product like this ar thing was that a product of last year or is this just how adidas is looking forward to the future no it wasn't so it it, it, you know sort of coincided with that same moment but we've actually been working on ar um i think two years already started two years ago uh, or at least more than that with uh, uh, the gradual gradually getting buy-in and build up to um, fully scaling like we did now um, along with Tryon as well um, but um, yeah it wasn't it just was coincident that it, it released at the same time um, and also at a good point of time as well because then you know less of a, a reason to to leave your home and, uh, and try something on in a, in a store which are mostly closed at least in Germany right now um, you know versus just just uh, doing it uh, doing it safely so um besides that you know, of course the, the the pandemic had a huge impact on on uh, on every company basically which which was dependent in any sort of way on uh, on brick and mortar so it was uh, uh, a pretty heavy um impact on on revenues which will have already been kind of addressed mm-hmm. um and the company needed to you know to to figure figure things out and how to um maybe uh repurpose certain certain projects which were going on before into um you know something which would come to uh, to help our customers and the company as well during this uh, this period so mm-hmm. ar was definitely a, a good point there that's that's great to hear. It's great to hear that innovation always has a, uh, a, a sort of responsibility in 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 a uh, in an organization such as uh, a big organization such as uh, Adidas um, to make you know to make it a little bit more easier but also accessible in terms of solutions in terms of uh, what it can afford uh, and offer. You know, uh, what do you think about? Yeah. What do you think about you know like different kind of innovations such as maybe. I can say maybe uh, virtual reality. Does that even ring a bell? <laughs> uh, yes, I. Going back to gaming, I do actually yeah. also on <laughs> virtual reality That's, why. <laughs> That's one of the things I threw my money on as well. Yeah. yeah. So definitely, uh, that, that that is part of uh, uh, of my repertoire. Yeah, I think virtual <laughs> reality is. Uh, I'm a bigger fan, to be honest, of of AR uh, because I can see. I, I prefer the version of the future in which we still walk around and still have a world, you know, in which we still interact with some form of reality, mm-hmm. rather than being completely plugged into a, a, a complete simulation like you would with with, with VR. Um, so I'm I'm much more excited about AR from that mm-hmm. point of view. But uh, VR itself is obviously a, 
uh, were huge leap forward. Like if you've ever tried a VR headset uh, with um, one of the better made games out there, you know, like uh, Half Life. Uh, Uh, which is probably the best showcase of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're basically going to be blown away by it. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, a complete perspective change. Uh, and yeah, yeah it, it, it can gobble you up and uh, make you not want to leave uh, for for a while. You know. Yeah, yeah. I had a, um, I had a, a VR, um, head of VR of Venice um, uh, University in on a podcast. Michel and he he told me this like insane story. He said that um, it was a it was part of his job to stay online in VR for yeah for for a long time for uh, for a festival. I think it was. I might need to I might need to listen to it again, but I think it was uh, every day uh, eight to ten hours for a whole week. Wow. Uh, And that's quite a lot, right? Like, uh, and he told me, and I, so I asked him, and I said, like, how do you feel? Like, how do you, like, what is your feeling? And he says, I, I preferred to be, you know, a different avatar, which, which kind of, you know. And I said, like, well, so what's the reason behind that? And he says, because you can do so much other things that you don't, you can't, you are restricted with the physical reality. On our beautiful planet, and I found that so interesting and inspiring as well. Like, how, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's, it's definitely one one part of it. Like, uh, you can inhabit any you know sort of three D model you want. I like look at uh, look at VR chat, for example, which is a crazy mm-hmm. collection of, uh, of 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 people doing like being extremely random from the 3D models they choose to inhabit to like what actually goes on there. Uh, but um, I can definitely see the appeal. Like it's, uh, you know, wearing a costume 2.0 or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, makeup 3.0 or whatever. You can basically be whatever you want in there. So there, there's definitely a huge appeal from uh, from that perspective. I, I get the point. Uh, there's one game, for instance, Uh, which isn't very popular, but it's quite cool. In which you can basically be an eagle, and you can <laughs> basically fly over Paris nice. and do, you know, all sorts of tricks and so on. So, you know, while maybe it sounds laughable, at the same time, it is um, when you actually go into it, it's it's quite compelling. You know, mm-hmm. as a difference in your perspective, since we're, you know, we were talking about perspectives before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a, I think that's a, like a, like a conversation that is so interesting to know. So how do you travel with only with your mind and how do you, tra- you know, how do you travel non-physical and how do you travel physical? I think that's such an interesting, you know, conversation to go into, um, you know, because with yeah. VR, you basically travel only with your mind, which is non-physical. And then you know, how, how, what's the difference? You know, what's the difference between these two experiences? But um, I, will, yeah, I, I mean, say, uh, yeah. imagine. Yeah, go, go ahead. I, I wanted to. Yeah, you please go ahead because I wanted to actually say something totally different. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. No, no, I mean, just just to to continue on the on yeah. the VR path, like uh, you know, just thinking on the you know, 30 years from now or whatever. Like, imagine if VR does you know catch on and is becoming really accessible and coveted by people mm-hmm. um, that would change your entire landscape for instance 
you would never even need to go to a physical office because you just plug into the office, you know, with your <laughs> VR headset and meet your coworkers in VR essentially. You then wouldn't even need roads, for instance, because like, you know, there would be obviously less traffic, you know, obviously besides maybe commercial traffic to, you know, bring goods and services and so on. But, um, you know, you could, you could transform that single piece of technology could then transform your physical landscape because there simply wouldn't be a need for the current sort of infrastructure which we have you know imagine instead of having a highway you know next to your mm-hmm. house or whatever replacing that with a park or something you know or, or replanting things or you know there's there's a lot of, uh, yeah. of, of things to be excited about i guess and which could then get impacted by this yeah it's a great point it's a great point to to just to mention that um the replacement of unnecessary let's say uh, objects and replace them by uh life which is uh, nature in 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 what you i think that's i think that's a really that's really what innovation is actually supposed to do is to be inspired by nature and to give the space for nature to let us uh, you know grow and have uh, have um, have the life that that humans are um are uh, uh, deserve in general we are coming though to the end of this uh, episode i'm i'm actually having like a great conversation although i know that we both are busy um i would love to ask you a few questions and i would love to mm-hmm. you to understand to answer them to the best of your ability what is the first thing that you do when you wake up um Honestly, I go and uh, start programming my pet project, um, which I, I sort of obsess over uh, whenever <laughs> I can. I go to sleep with um, a problem uh, which I didn't yet solve, like how to uh, get a certain parameter back from some API or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the morning, I need to solve it, basically. That's, uh, that's 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 what normally happens. That's amazing. I, lo- I love I love that you say that, man. I love that. You know that um, the director of Google, technical director of Google. Um, I need to search his name, but I think um, he wrote a book called um, "The Singularity Is Near," and he said exactly the same thing. He said that every problem that he wants to solve and that he can solve it during his consciousness his unconsciousness takes over at night and gives it his answer in the morning which is <laughs> right that's what that's basically what you're saying yeah 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 that's amazing yeah exactly it's it's funny how that works but uh, yeah you, you need to stop thinking about the problem in order to find a solution well <laughs> at least for harder problems uh, yeah. which you can't quite see yeah 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 it sounds very magical but it is the truth for the people who are listening <laughs> um hot? <laughs> yes <laughs> Hot or cold? Uh, well, right now, to be honest, I prefer hot. <laughs> you know, I prefer Dubai and like a, a nice beach or like hotel and hot. Yes. Um, and when it's cold, I would be. And when it's hot, I would prefer cold. So <laughs> yeah, it depends. Okay, salad or burger? Um, well, you know, definitely burger. Okay. That was that. That was not that difficult, right? Yeah, that was very straightforward. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you if you could make any movie or remake any movie and star in it, what would that be? Ah, uh, so, well, that's that's an interesting one. I have no idea to be honest. 
studying in it you know that's hmm. I I never I've never seen my I'd never see myself studying in anything to be honest I don't know why but um, if I just were to focus on like a movie I'd remake mm-hmm. I don't know maybe do Star Wars again but probably yeah <laughs> nice you know yeah um I was talking to uh, to a guy like on the the podcast like uh, the previous one from ILM from uh, Industrial Light and Magic Mm-hmm. You know ILM, right? Like the yeah, cool. The, yeah, yeah. So yes, 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 I do. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really interesting episode. I mean, it was. I think it was the longest episode I've had like ever because I usually keep it like down to like 30 minutes, 40 minutes max. Mm-hmm. And I've been with him like I think for like an hour and a half or something. It was so interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Star Wars, nice. I like that. Um. If you could have a superpower, what would that be? maybe um, um, living forever i guess Ooh. because then you have time to figure everything else out you know wow that's uh, that's cool right that's cool okay we're gonna end up on that very very positive note <laughs> rather thank cool. you so much man thank you so much i really really appreciate your time and i really enjoyed your conversation Sure pleasure likewise have a have thanks a great for, uh, for having me. yes have a great sunny day over in uh, germany man thank you you too in Ciao. amsterdam <laughs> okay bye bye so